When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Thanks for joining us on the Sooner Radio Network. Of course, Sooner Sports TV and the Sooner Sports Podcast at Soonersports.com slash podcast. We've got Alex Grinch coming up in just a bit, but let's kick things off with the Sooner Offensive Line Coach. He is Bill Beanbow as I sit next to one of his prized pupils today. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> What's going on, Coach? Congratulations on the win over Tech. Thank you. Yeah, he was the best one I ever coached. There you go. Oh, that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gabe, you know me. I don't ever lie. That's a good point. That's, That's a good true. point. Only truth. That's yeah. true. Hey, he, overall, just a complete performance from this team on Saturday night. Uh, and I know as a coach, you're always going to find some things that you want improved and you want fixed. But let's focus on your guys. What did you see from the, from the guys on the offensive line Saturday night and really establishing that run against Tech? You know, I thought it was probably overall our most complete game. And, and like you said, you, you, you never arrive at any position, but especially at the offensive line, it's uh, it's constant improvement. you got to get better every day. It's day by day. It's a process to get to where you want to be. Don't know that you ever really get there, but, you know, pleased with where we're headed. You know, we didn't have a great starting point to the season, but that, you know, that's where we started. You know, I wish we would have started better. But, the you know, the one thing, the, the, the positive is every single game we've gotten better. Better, um, improved in, in every uh, aspect and everything we're doing assignment technique fundamentals playing the right way so you know happy with the progress but still have a long ways to go to get to where I know we can be coach I know how important running the football effectively is to you and I know the yards per carry number that average it doesn't mean everything it doesn't tell the entire story but it seems like that statistic in particular is building in the right direction. What do you think has changed over the last couple of weeks? Is it just the guys executing at a higher level? Are they being more assignment sound or is it a combination of all that? I, I think it's a combination. We, we never really had many issues with assignments. Um, you know, like we're missing, you know, the going to the wrong people and all those things. I mean, that's never been an issue. It's just, I think our overall mentality, I don't think it's just in the run game. I think it's how we approach, 
you know, every single day. And in order to be a great offensive lineman, you, you have to have the right mentality every single day. If you don't approach every day the same way with, uh, you know, trying to get better in, in everything that you do, then, then you're going to get exposed. And um, I think, you know, we've had some good talks, wish we didn't have to have them, but, you know, and just, you know, focusing on the little things it takes to be a great player every single day, you know, doing the extra things. I mean, you can't um, just come in here and practice for two hours a day, meet for an hour and a half a day and expect to be a great player. I mean, you got to do a lot of these things on their own. Unfortunately, that's the way things are set up with the NCAA. We only get so much time with them. So you've got to be motivated on your own to be a great player. So I think they're doing that more. I think they're do, you know, doing that at a higher level and it's translating to the field. You know, and that motivation on your own starts with good leadership. Gabe, you've talked about it a lot from when you were a, a player wanting guys to to take things home with them, work with them it's when they got, got home? It's got to be player-driven. That's right. I mean, he, he's he's absolutely right. You only get so many allowable hours, right? And it, it can't just stop when you leave the facility like that. And that's like a guy like Creed Humphrey. There you go. You, you would anticipate he's the one taking charge of that stuff playing. Has he, Coach? Yeah, he has. You know, and, it, and it's a weird year. You know, the, the – it, the difference in this year and years past is, you know, these guys can't really get together as much, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but, um, you know, you, you're trying to do the whole social distance thing. I mean, in years past, you know, I would come in there and the group would be sitting in there before meetings watching tape together. And that's just a hard thing to do with what we're asking them to do. And it, there's no excuse. You got to do it on their own, you know, and, and you've got to have pressure from, the older guys to do it on, you know, do it on your own, whether you're back in your room by yourself watching it. Um, yeah, it doesn't, you know, this stuff can't ever end. I understand I'm a coach, but hell, I lay in bed at night and think about how we're going to block this dude and how we're going to, you know, adjust to this thing. And um, I think when your mentality is like that, that's when you become a great player. I mean, I understand they got class and they've got other things going on, just like everybody in the world does. But, you know, you got to be thinking about this stuff a lot in order to be a great player. That's weird because I still lay in bed at night and think about how Coach Beatenbow's going to block these things up. I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do when Kansas brings that. So it, it never ends, Plank. Yeah, no, and that's good. And that hell, that's why you're a good player, you know. And and I'm not just saying that. I mean that that's what you have to. All these guys have the talent. If you're sitting in this room, you've got the the ability to be a great player. But now, what is your mentality? That's what's going to take you to be a great player. Great stuff. Now, we mentioned Creed as a leader. Let's talk about Creed on the field. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the best centers in the country, Remington Award candidate. Coach, one of the Come best on, Plank. What are we doing? Country. Let's go. Come on. Coach, what have you seen from Creed throughout this season as he's uh, really taken on that leadership role and has grinded out on the field? Yeah, I think he's been a really good leader. That's been the thing that's been the most press impressive. I think his last two games, he's gotten to the level that he was, and, and above that, as a freshman. You know, we've talked about last year and maybe early in the year, he was kind of, you know, the same as the other guys weren't playing up to the ability that, that, that I thought they could, and I know they can play up to, but I think, you know, these last two games, you really see him playing how you should, you know, finishing blocks, 
playing through the whistle. You know, he's always been a good leader. You know what I mean? And I, and I talked to him, man, he's got to be a leader, but he's got to go out there and play the best of his ability. He can't let the leadership, you know, overtake what he's doing on the field. I mean, he's a good leader. People follow him. But now he's got to play the, to the best of his ability, which I thought that affected him a little bit last year, you know, taking on that role. I think it's been a lot better. And then you really, really see it in these last two games um, that he's played. And uh, he's got to continue to improve, but I think he will. Coach, I completely agree with you on Creed's improvement in the last two games. And I've also seen it from guys like Marquise Hayes, yep. guys like Tyrese Robinson. And the thing that stands out to me about the last two, you, you always preach – finishing your man, you know, getting them on the ground, imposing your will on the opponent. And that physicality that we are used to seeing from your offensive lines, I'm starting to see a lot more of that. That, that has to be really encouraging for you when you're going back through the tape. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, Marquise Hayes against TCU had the best game that he's had since he's been here. Tyrese Robinson against Texas Tech had the best game since he's been here. You know, Lincoln, Coach Riley even named them, you know, the players of the game. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's encouraging to see. But now it's got to be every day. And, and what I told those guys is I saw it in practice, you know, and I can't prove what their preparation was off the field. But the way that they played, I can come in here and say, hey, you must have done a, a bunch more than what you've done in the past when we hadn't been in meetings in practice. But I saw it show up in practice, and then obviously it translates to the field. You know, I mean, that's that's just how it works. I mean, you can't go out there and not prepare the right way and expect things to happen on Saturday. you got to pr prepare the right way every single day, every single rep that you take, every single drill. And it, it will show up. We're talented enough that it will show up on Saturdays. Let's dive into Eichard's intel, shall we? It's whenever Gabe looks back on a play, get uh, the coach's perspective on it to wrap up our first segment. It's brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. And we're not looking at the first. We're not looking at the second. Gabe, we're looking at the third Ramondre Stevenson touchdown. And, and I know a lot of people love this play because it's when he reveals the I'm back shirt, <laughs> right? But Coach B's got to love this play because his philosophy has always been if you score with your man, you're going to score when you're running the ball on the goal line. And this is exactly what you want as an offensive line, as an offensive line coach. There's bodies on the ground. <laughs> plank. You got guys finishing their guy into the end zone, and you got a tough running back scoring. Coach, you have to love being able to run the ball in in the low red zone at the goal line like that. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And that's and, – and, Gabe, you're right. I don't – I've always told them, you know, and it doesn't always work out this way. I don't care how many people they put in the box. I know, Gabe, you've heard that numerous times. If Just if get you, it done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you knock people off the ball, you knock people into the extra defenders, then, you know, you got a chance. You know, you're going to score from one, two, three yards out. So, that's what we did. We did a pretty good job of that all night, and uh, obviously that's got to continue throughout the rest of the year. I like that. I don't care how many guys they put in the box, knock them back. Man says it every time. Hey, you're going goal line in practice. The message is it's always the same. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the competition in that offensive line room, and we'll preview Kansas with Bill Beatonbow as we continue inside the Coach's Corner. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health. Coach's Corner is presented by Riverwind, still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors, 
the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Welcome back inside the Coach's Corner. One final segment with Bill Biedenboe. Coach, Lincoln Rally talks about competition being the foundation of this program. And, boy, you've got some competition in that offensive line room. Uh, the youngsters, Andrew Rame, who's got a great future ahead of him out of Broken Arrow. You get Chris Murray, the transfer out of UCLA, uh, the battles that are taking place at left tackle right now. There's some good competition in that room, even six games into the season, isn't there? No, there is. There really is. And, it, and it's good for a coach. You know, that's your best friend. You know, um, those guys that may be starting today understand that there's guys, and they see the same tape I do. You know what I mean? They, they see exactly what I see. I think um, this last game was really, really impressed with uh, Raym and um, Anton. You know, probably the best that they've done up to this point. Been practicing good this week. So they'll, they'll continue to see, you know, more time out there. You know, the one thing with those guys is, you know, it's all, it's all mental. You know, those guys are physically ready. I mean, there's little things that they've done in the game that, that nobody can see that affects the play where, oh, my God, that's a good block and all this. But they may have needed to do something different. But, um, you know, they're, they're getting better, and they're going to continue to improve. This is a little weird week just because we couldn't practice yesterday, and Kansas does a few different things here and there. But, um, you know, as they continue to improve, they'll continue to see more time on the field. Yeah, Coach, you, you mentioned Anton Harrison uh, kind of been in and out there at the left tackle position along with Eric Swenson. But against Tech, you went with Swenson for the vast majority of those first team snaps. W what have you seen from Eric? Seems like he's finally as healthy as we've seen him in a long time. Does he find some more consistency on the practice field? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's I had a had a really good talk after the TCU game with him. It's just confidence with him. He's got the ability. You know, it's just going out there and playing confidently all the time. You know, I mean, that's that's a huge deal in being a great player. He's got the ability. He's got the talent. You know what I mean? He's just got to go out there and play with the confidence in, in his technique all the time. And, you know, he's done a really nice job. I thought TCU had, you know, really two really good pass rushing defensive ends that I thought him and Anton did a pretty good job on and Adrian did as well. I thought they were the, the two, besides the kid from Texas, they were the two best guys that we have seen up to this point. So um, felt good about that. thought they did some good things, um, you know, uh, against Texas Tech. You know, it's a, you just get a gut feeling as a coach. You go into it, you know, my plan is to try to roll, roll those guys every series, but then you know, you just have a gut feeling. You know, you see him in a walkthrough, you see him in all the practices, and you kind of just go with your gut at that time. Am I always right? No, but, you know, I feel like, you know, you got to make decisions that are best for the uh, team, and, and that's what I do. You know, Marcus Hayes is a guy that we talk quite a bit about, and, and, and he's got a little edge to him. Tyrese Robinson has a little edge to him, but, Coach, we haven't really had a chance to ask you about Chris Murray, and I like the edge this kid has. A little bit of a different uh, size kind of a guy, but, man, it seems very versatile with he's what he can do. He's not small. I'm he's not saying a, he's small. He's just small compared to the massive right. humans that Bill recruits. <laughs> No, really, really been impressed with them. You know, really impressive for a guy. You know, he came in in the summertime. 
Um, obviously, with this whole COVID deal, he's missed some time, you know, and then we didn't know if he was going to be eligible, and he just he just works, you know what I mean? He's got some really good pop to him that um, I really like. You know, he plays hard. It's very, very important to him. He's been impressive, and he's going to continue to play more. You know, again, it's just understanding the scheme. You know, these young guys are new guys. He played a bunch. You know, he started 20-something games at UCLA, but, you know, it's a, to it's a different offense. You know, obviously there's some carry over but it's just him getting used to our techniques our calls our schemes and what we do how we do things and you know we do things a little bit differently than than some other people so but been really impressed with him he's going to be a great player here and again he's like you know the other guys the, the more comfortable he gets and the better he does in practice he d he's done some good things in the games you know the more reps he's going to get Coach, we talked a lot about the improvement in the running game, but I've also seen some significant improvement when it comes to pass protection. And I think that has resulted in an explosion in the vertical passing game for Spencer Rattler. His ability to just sit in the pocket comfortably, survey coverage, and then push the ball down the field. You have to be really pleased with what you've seen from your offensive line when it comes to protecting him over the last couple of games because those explosive plays in the passing game have been huge for this offense. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think it started at Iowa State. I thought, you know, we protected pretty good against Iowa State. I thought, you know, TCU was really good, especially against which I think, I mean, I think that's one of the best coach defenses. Like I said before, I think they got really two, you know, really, really good pass rushing defensive ends that we did a nice job on. And then, you know, it just carried over and we're getting confidence in it. And Spencer's getting confidence in us. And that's how this thing works, man. You got to trust each other, but you got to put it on the field for everybody to trust, trust each other. So I think that's what's happening. You know what I mean? And, and if a guy does break down, we've got guys there to help. So it's not a mass breakdown. Um, so it, it's been good. It's been good to see. You know, we're, like you said, I mean, when you when you throw it down the field like we have, you got to have some type of protection. So, you know, proud of those guys. And again, it's just, you know, continue to do it over and over and continue to get better and never be satisfied. Obviously, you have a broad view of the offense, too. You talk a little bit about Spencer. How about the difference that a Ramondre Stevenson made getting plugged in there on Saturday night, Coach? Yeah, no, we've got really good running backs. He's just different. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a, he's a big dude. He's a massive dude. He's athletic. You know, I mean, guys don't want to tackle him. You know, heck, I wouldn't want to tackle the guy, you know. I mean, you know, you see some good good safeties in, you know, this league that will hit you, you know, and, and they, they don't want to hit that dude, you know, and I can't blame him. So it's just a matter of getting him in the open field and getting him in one-on-one -on -one situations like we always try to do, you know, the best that we can. And, and then, you know, it's up to him, and he's going to run through guys or make guys miss you know, as good as anybody in the country. So, you know, excited to have him back along with the other guys that we have. Now, Coach, let's talk a little bit about the Kansas Jayhawks. Obviously, a struggling football team coming to Norman, but they do have some talent, and I think they just put together one of their best performances, maybe their best performance of the year last week against Iowa State. I know they lost that game by a lot of points, but it was closer than the final score indicates. What have you seen? from Kansas' defense as, you, as you've studied them. Uh, the three-man front, like you said, they do some weird things out of it. Uh, what's your overall view of Kansas' defense heading into this football game? You know, I, I know they're D.C., great coach. You know, I think really, really good scheme. I think they're, they're getting better. They lost some guys from last year that were really good players. 
um, getting better every um, every week. You can see that. And, and again, I'm like you. I mean, a lot of people look at scores and stats and this and that, and, and sometimes they don't tell the whole story. And, and I really believe that they don't tell the whole story with this defense. You know, I mean, they're you know they're going to do some things. They started blitzing a little bit more, actually a lot more. You know, uh, last week against Iowa State, they play hard. They've got talented guys, so it's going to be a challenge. I mean, we got to be ready to go, and and, it, and it's really the, the biggest thing is is it's not really about them. Obviously, we're going to study their personnel, their schemes, and all those things. But it's about you know what we do this week and how we're going to prepare for them, and you know our mindset and our mentality, especially with not having practice today. You know, I'm interested to see. Now they didn't have it either. You know, but uh, interested to see how we go out there and we approach these next two days. I thought today was good, but, you know, next two, you know, Thursday and Friday before uh, we play Saturday. All right, you guys get the final question for Coach Beedenbo, the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. You can always ask it at OU on the air. This is a good one from Rowdy who writes, do you tighten your line rotation down in November and December, Coach? Um, not, not so much. I mean, we're, again, it's just like I just said, you always have a gut feeling of how guys played. You have a plan going into the game and then it's kind of, how is the game going? You know what I mean? And, right. and you adjust from there and, um, you know, the, the guys that deserve to play and practice the best are going to be the guys that play, you know, and, um, you know, I'd like to play as many guys as we possibly can, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to be the same. It's going to be week to week. It's going to be a feeling that I have, and I'm going to go with it. And then, as you said, if someone goes down, if there's an injury, obviously with COVID, you've got you've always had that depth, but you feel really good about the depth this year? Yeah, we didn't have it last year. Yeah, that's true. Didn't, didn't feel very good about it last year. Feel much better about it this year um, th than last year. Last year was kind of a weird year in a sense. We lost so many guys a year before. But, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem putting any of those backup guys in there, you know, w when we need to, you know. And then, like you said, whatever happens, heck, we get tested on a Friday. Knock on wood, we've been lucky up to this point. And obviously we've done a lot of good things to stay that situation. But, you know, we're these guys are getting reps and hell. If they got a start on Saturday, I feel good about it. That's awesome. Good luck Saturday against Kansas, Coach. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. It's a man, Bill Beanbow. He's awesome. Alex Grinch joins us next <laughs> inside the Coach's Corner. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Segment two, well, I guess technically three of Coach's Corner. We welcome in Alex Grinch, Sooner defensive coordinator in his second year off a big win over Texas Tech. Kansas coming up this weekend. Coach, congrats on the win Saturday. Obviously, you've watched it. You've, you've moved on from it. You're preparing for Kansas. But just a final thought, what really stood out in your overall defensive performance on Saturday night? Well, I think the impact of takeaways. I mean, you, you saw it. And, and, and I, you know, the unfortunate part is we've been on the, the wrong side of that, uh, you know, a couple times this year. And that, that, that turnover margin – uh, and, and the impact that obviously, you know, specific to the defensive side of the ball that, that we not, not can make but need to make uh, to help dictate outcomes 
uh, was evident on, on on Saturday night. And so, you know, you, you take the, you know, you, you you have a tendency to kind of misremember kind of how everything went down and, and, and what you had to remind yourself, you know, ch- take those takeaways away and, and tell me about the football game. And and, and the easy answer uh, is it, it, it'd be a whole different, you know, different uh, type of ball game. And so uh, I, I have to highlight those critical, obviously where they took place, uh, when they took place, um, be, be, you know, we, we've said for a long time, you know, takeaways equal victory be, only because they do. Uh, and if jumping jacks would get it done, we talk about jumping jacks, but it happens to be takeaways. So that's, that's what, what, uh, uh, we, uh, emphasize and, uh, you saw the impact. And then I think the, the other thing too, I would mention is having 31 guys on defense play. You know, that, that's a rarity, obviously in a conference game specifically to have 31, uh, guys, uh, play defensive snap for you. And, uh, uh, so that that that's a positive. I mean, the the, the outcomes weren't always possible to all thirty one guys, but uh, in any event, you get a chance to coach off the film, and uh, we'll be better for it uh, in the long run. Now, coach, one of those thirty one guys was Ronnie Perkins. Uh, I'm sure it was a lot of fun for you and your staff to see number seven back out there on the field. Well, certainly. I mean, you know, a guy that uh, has an impact uh, on our defense. Certainly, going back to a year ago. You know, uh, you know, someone that's been, been shelved here the you know the first half of the season, and you know you're you're kind of toyed with it every day because you have him in practice and, and that, and then you don't have him in games. But uh, um, you know, the thing for him is you know get, getting some game action, you know, getting back uh, in the arena under the lights, um, and, and you say, well, you know, he, he's he's had a lot of snaps in the past, and and, and that certainly is accurate. Um, but you know, you, you think about that's his game one. And so certainly the impact uh, that, that he had the other night, a couple of TFLs, you know, had some production. And, and when he didn't get production, he was certainly uh, disruptive for us. Um, but, but we expect him to be that much better this week. And, and he does, too. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, you know, each roster only has so many playmakers. And, and obviously you're, you're trying to uh, get as many as you possibly can on the field at the same time. But, but he's a playmaker for us and uh, thrilled, uh, again, certainly for us selfishly, but uh, also thrilled for him. You know, it's, it's been thrilling to watch Isaiah Thomas continue to progress, Coach. You see a guy that I – th- I think you touched on this a, a couple of Zooms ago with the media that, I mean, obviously, if he wanted to, could have gone somewhere else after a couple of seasons if, when he wasn't getting playing time. But he has grinded, he's worked hard, and he looks good out there on Saturdays. Well, you know, he, he uh, has a tendency to, to, you know, do exactly what he's supposed to do, uh, do it with extreme effort. Um, and, and rinse and repeat and do it down in and down out. And it's amazing uh, how you get rewarded, you know, for, for doing those things. It, you know, we talk about strain on defense, which is the extra. You know, it, you know run to the ball. No, we want to strain to the ball. It, it's, the, it's the effort play. It's, well, I got blocked. Okay, well, if 11 guys said they got blocked, tell me how good you got, are going to be on a, on a particular play and obviously collectively as a defense. And so, you know, he's one of those guys that's not the unblocked guy all the time. It, it's, it's the effort. It, it's, uh, you know, straining to the football, uh, whether we moved him on the, uh, you know, played him on the outside or moved him to, to the inside defensively. Uh, once again, all, all he does is, is play to uh, max, uh, max speed, max capacity, and, uh, uh, and I'll say it again. He, he has, uh, without question, uh, been the MVP of our defense this year. Now, Coach, with the success you guys had on early downs against Texas Tech and with Ronnie Perkins being back on the field, we saw the debut of the pressure package, the overload front, <laughs> Perkins, Thomas, Winfrey, and Benito. You guys had a lot of success out of that coaching. It had to be really encouraging to see how much pressure just those four guys got on Texas Tech's quarterback. 
I mean, that allows you to be so versatile in the back end when you can get home with just four like that. No, it does. And, and it's, it's one of those things that uh, you, know, you, you try to be multiple in your front. Um, and, and then what you're trying to do is obviously put, put you know, individuals in position. I use the basketball uh, analogy. You know, if, if a guy can be you know, really effective as a point guard, don't, don't play him as a, as a shooting guard and, and, then, and vice versa. You know, those takeaways, for instance, you're, you're talking about it starts in the front. And that's not, you know, to try to give credit to, to someone other than, you know, Trey Norwood who comes down with it. No, it, it, it is a quarterback uh, that has a respect factor that if I don't get rid of this football right this second, I'm about to get hit. And then the ball comes out a little bit sooner. You know, the receiver may not be ready for it. So, those, again, that's why we call them takeaways. You, you can default to luck and say, well, they just came our way. But, uh, no, I would highlight the front in, in, in that respect. And, uh, again, it's our job as coaches to put those guys in the best situation to be possible. We play into gaps, not men. Uh, and when we do that effectively, we have, we have a chance to, uh, you know, be, be successful uh, you know, with negative plays, which is a critical element of things. And we, we, we felt like we could have had a couple more uh, last week. You know, we, we got to find a way to, to, to sometimes uh, you know, get that quarterback on the ground before he's able to, to, to release it. And, and there's a big difference between a minus five and, and a no gain if, he, if he's able to, to get rid of it. So um, there's more out there for us. You know, we'll, we'll talk Brian Osimo all over the field making plays. We'll talk about him a little bit next segment. But since we're on the defensive line, in that interior, you had so much to replace. And Perrion Winfrey comes in and is making plays. I like the Ellison kid a lot, Coach. And then you just see Jordan Kelly, who's another guy that's been waiting for his opportunity. What's kind of clicked for these interior guys to really find that next level? Well, n- number one, I, I, I had that Coach Tibbs has, has done a tremendous job with those guys. I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes when – uh, you don't have the the advantage of you know returning players. Although Leron Stokes is one of those individuals that, that I would highlight wasn't able to play last weekend. But uh, in any event, uh, uh, when you don't have that benefit, you 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 almost are forced to do it by committee, um, especially in the year that we had because you you didn't have someone rise to the top at the end of spring football, right? You didn't you didn't have you know a, a fall camp with everybody available. Where after the first scrimmage, you say, okay, th- this is the one and this is the two, and on we go. Um, and, and, and so, you know, and, and sometimes obviously that, that's, a, that's a comfort for, for a coach. Uh, but sometimes being comfortable is not the, the best thing for you. And so really as you, as you evaluate it, um, and, and certainly it didn't take six weeks to get here, but as you evaluate through six weeks, the, the, the opportunity for all those guys to rotate, um, it, it's one of those positions that, that, you know, we don't have a lot of conversations as to who's in the game at that particular time. We continue to, to try to keep guys fresh. But you can only do that, again, if, if they're being coached the right way by Coach Tibbs and then producing at, at the right level uh, that, that uh, you know, you're, you're able to, you know, uh, play that many guys. And, and so it's, it's five guys in the rotation on the interior. You know, when you add, uh, again, some, some snaps to Isaiah in there, you're, you're, you're getting in uh, a, a category that, that very few uh, programs are able to do in terms of rotating that many guys and, and, and do so effectively. They all can be better. They all will be better with game reps. Um, but, uh, no, it, it's been, uh, uh, I, I don't want to even call it a surprise as much as, uh, you know, just, just a real highlight for us. Perrion Winfrey brings some energy now. That dude is fun to watch. Now, Coach, uh, wrap up our first segment here as we dive into Eichert's Intel. That's where Gabe picks a play out, courtesy of Orthodontics exclusively, and we break it down with defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. Gabe, first turnover, huh? I, I just, I, I feel like this play epitomizes everything that Coach Grinch has been preaching over the last two years. Disruption at the line of scrimmage. You see Ronnie Perkins. If if Columbia doesn't pull it and throw the (laughs) RPO, Perkins may be taking that handoff. So you've got the disruption at the line of scrimmage. It would have been a TFL. But then you've got guys in position to make competitive plays. 
and they get the takeaway when it gets batted up in the air. Coach, I, I feel like this is everything you want to see from your defense. Well, it, it's a great point, and, and, and I, I certainly would agree with you. I mean, it, it, uh, um, it is not building a wall at the line of scrimmage. It's not giving a quarterback time to, to, to make you know, uh, the, the perfect decision. Um, again, it affects timing uh, that, that way of the throw. Uh, there's a cumulative impact of that. Obviously, that's one play, but but you know, you know, c- continue to roll the film as the day goes on. Th- those things build, uh, and, and sometimes it's not that 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 f- you know the first one when you when you get the penetration in your front, uh, it's not the second, the third. And all you you got to trust in that, that that eventually it's going to come. And then you know, I think just the opportunistic uh, element of things on the back end. You know, we, we've we've probably dropped more than we've caught, and that's that's fact. And and, and so um, that that number has got to go up for us to be effective. You know, in terms of the the uh, the take count and then I also highlight the front when when Isaiah you know comes up with the uh, the, uh, the fumble recovery you know whether it's just a bad snap no it's not just anything it's a respect factor uh, for oh my god I got to snap this football and, and I got I gotta go block somebody you know and if I if I don't do it then then you know the the, the play's not going to get started and so uh, all those things have an impact and and, and, and something that uh, has got to continue for us We'll preview Kansas. We'll talk about the secondary and a little bit on Brian Osimo and next. It's We're Inside the Coach's Corner with Alex Grinch. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. And are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Alex Grinch. Let's get after it, Coach. We didn't talk about your safeties. Uh, you were without Delarian Turner, Yell, and Lovick. Trey Norwood stepped in and played really well. Did and you he mentioned- have an impact on the game? Yeah, he had a pretty huh. big impact on the game Saturday night. But it seemed as if, like you said, you played 31 guys total, got to play a lot of them in the secondary, saw some Jeremiah Cradell out there. Uh, kind of give us a quick little look back on how that safety position in the secondary played. Well, no, they played play well, and you know the, the one thing that uh, you know can, continues to haunt us a little bit is is that explosive play, and it's the play that's caught in front of us, and so that, that's something that we got to take more pride in as as a secondary. You know, the, those you know we, we have to look at it for what it is. It's an opportunity. You know, every play is an opportunity to get two hands on the football. We highlight those obviously with Trey's interceptions. You know, one hand on football from from a PBU standpoint, or you got to tackle a ball carrier, and 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 we have to make sure that that uh, you know our excitement level in, in each of those. You know, kind of categories is, is equaled, you know, because in that moment, that's the only one you can do. So um, we, we can highlight the interceptions, but we got to also be just as equally excited as, as secondary players when, when balls are caught in front of us uh, that we have an opportunity to, to, to gain our production. We, we use the, you know, kind of the, the, the analogy, you know, if the, if the quarterback completes a ball, he's closer to his end goal. If a receiver catches a ball, he's closer to his end goals and, and, you know, from a football career standpoint. If I miss that tackle, then the only the only guy in that field that's that that hasn't uh, you know uh, taken any steps towards you know your your goals as a football player is you, and don't let that happen. 
Um, I may not be exactly what you want, and we can we can decide that on Mondays, uh, you know, or Sundays as coaches as, as we evaluate the film. Uh, but in that moment, we, we got to make sure that we take more pride in that. But uh, um, and, and so that, that that's something that's got to get corrected. And I coach it, and I got to do a better job. But the the the, the opportunity to get Bryson Washington on the field, a DJ Graham who who continues to uh, impress. You know, it's one thing to do in practice, now doing it in a game, uh, which has been good. And Woody Washington, who's a retro freshman, new to the quarterback uh, room, watching Trey Brown tackle. And I, I mentioned disappointments in some tackles. I mentioned Trey Brown on the positive side of things, you know, in, in that RPO game. Okay, get him on the ground. Okay, catch. Uh, fine, they got to be down on catch, and then okay, ne- ne- next snap, and so you know th- those things uh, uh, something that's got to you know obviously continue. But to, like you mentioned, uh, Crudell uh, to to get in there, uh, you know uh, Justin Broyles played uh, very well for us uh, as well, which has been a bright spot. So uh, no, the, the night it's nice to, to mention a bunch of names, and uh, uh, just got to continue to uh, uh, get better, and those guys got to take advantage of those opportunities. Scary moment for Deshaun White on Saturday night. Looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, we got a fun inside backer rotation right now, and I can't say enough, Coach. We've been blessed to talk to him in the post-game show. He's been a fun interview, and obviously he's fun to watch Brian Osimo out there making plays. What, what, what's clicked with him this year? He's been special. Well, I think some of it's just, you know, uh, you know, maturation. I, I think on the other side of it, Coach Odom does a great job with our linebacker room. Obviously did a tremendous job last year. You know, hiding with with, with K nine, but uh, uh, I, no, I think it's, it's growing up a little bit. I think it's you know having an understanding where you need to be when you need to be there, uh, and 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 also have you know a respect for for the sport that that you know may, maybe just running around like I did in high school uh, isn't going to get it done in the Big Twelve. You know, and and we're gonna we like those plays too. Believe me, and you're gonna have opportunities to do those things. Um, but there's also the, the grinding aspect of things, the throwing off blocks. It, it's the you know, making the play uh, that, that, that maybe it's not drawn up for you to make when, when you know, a gap gets lost by someone in your interior or maybe you're late in terms of a key read. You know, some, sometimes it's doing the ugly stuff and, and uh, um, you know, make, making sure you're in your position to, to, to take advantage of those uh, opportunities. But, uh, no, he, he's uh, continuing to and, and another guy that, 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 that I would uh, – uh, you know, stand on a table and say, just just wait till he gets really good. Coach, uh, let's look at Kansas a little bit now. Uh, they come in with the 0-6 record, and they, you know, that, that may be a situation where you're trying to fight your guys relaxing a little bit. But now they've moved to this freshman at quarterback, Jalen Daniels, and he is a dual-threat guy. He's been fun to watch as I've watched him play the last couple of games for the Jayhawks I'm sure that that guy has got your guys' attention. Well, well, certainly. I mean, you, you know, the athleticism, you know, jumps off the the, the film. Uh, you know, athletes on the perimeter as well. And so, again, you talk about that dual threat aspect of, of things. It, it's you know, extending plays. You know, so it's not always just the design quarterback run. Um, it it uh, um, you know adds a, an element that that you know most programs you know wish they had, and then he certainly possesses that. Um, and, and so it, it's going to be a major challenge for us to, to keep him in the pocket, um, and, and that, that, that's you know to, to take advantage of our defensive front or what we think can be an advantage in our defensive front. And obviously, got to do a great job in holding you know holding up in coverage to, to you know make it tight windows uh, and, and, and make him press pause in terms of the decision making uh, uh, aspect of things. But you know when you're, you're a, a, a football team and a, and a defense specifically that, that has two losses under under our belt, we we. we uh, uh, you know, have a, have a tendency right now to, to focus on us and, and uh, you know, the, the ways that, that, you know, we haven't finished football games specifically defensively 
uh, is, is something that uh, you know kind of smacks us in the face on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, no, the, we, we've. Uh, if we didn't have enough respect for, for th- this game, this sport, how hard it is to win uh, before this 2020 season, I, I would suggest that from a, a, a player standpoint and a coach standpoint uh, that uh, we, we've, we've gained quite a bit um, on, on, on the wrong side of it. And so uh, we expect to play our best football on Saturday. Real quick before the Twitter question, Coach, I, I just want to get your take on playing penalty-free football. You know, the, through the first four games, average about nine penalties per game. Just an average of four in the last two weeks. Have you seen this team playing much cleaner? Yeah, and that, that, that's that, that's something that uh, you know you, you can always chalk it up to early season and that. And, and, and certainly, when you got ten football games, you're meeting in a conference play. Uh, that, that's not not a very responsible thing to do as a coaching staff, which we, we certainly didn't take that approach. You know, you 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 can't judge every penalty the exact same way, and that that's not the the right right thing to do. You know, you, you know, to to be the nice guys all the time is is not necessarily the the best way to play defense. Uh, so you want that level of aggression. You you want to be on the brink. You want to be you know borderline out of control. Um, but but also make, making sure that the last thing you want to do is negate the ability for the other 10 guys on the field and 11, including yourself, to, to make a play. So, you know, the minute I grab a guy, for instance, you know, uh, you know the, the defensive holding call, use that for an example. You know, that negates the pass rush. That negates, you know, your, 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 your must have been close enough to get a hand on him. So it negates your coverage. And, oh, by the way, they may not even throw it to that man. Um, and so that, that's something that, that there, there's a maturity element of things. And one of the things we challenge our guys is we, we had too many guys in the secondary play, that have played too much football to default to, 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 to uh, you know, sloppy play that way. And so that, that's something that's been coached, will continue to get coached. But you also want uh, aggression, you know, and, and so that, that's something that uh, you're always trying to, uh, uh, you know, find that right balance. All right, final question for Coach Grinch before we let him get uh, back to game planning for Kansas is the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question of the week. Uh, week. This is from Will, who writes, are you seeing more players invested in the defense now that the team is starting to see higher levels of success on the field, Coach? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I've highlighted the investment level, you know, really, really since we got here. I, I, I do think, though, that, you know, w- when you can talk to a room uh, and, and 31 guys can, can go back to – the, the previous ball game and say your coach is talking to me when, when he's describing you know the, the events of the day on a positive standpoint and also on a negative standpoint as opposed to you know the worst thing for a coach when you walk in the room and there's 50 guys sitting there and you're talking to 11 guys right. you know and so you talk about an investment level and say well he's not talking to me and it's also got to be the negative side because you know you, you can only correct the things that you take ownership in and so and and so it's on both sides of this you know both both sides of the coin both the positive and the negative so, so that that's probably been the biggest thing you know one of the things that that you know again talking about investment you know some guys think they're invested you know and, until it doesn't go their way and then you know so, some guys you know w- want uh, results they want outcomes and ultimately get 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 to, to play in this stadium uh, without you know showing the ability to do so on a week in and week out basis you know one of the things that we talked about last year is you know there was there was too much spend on on, on coaching the, the bottom half of the roster you know and and so that that's what's what's been been you know uh you know something that uh, we made a real point of is, is you 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 have to elevate your play and elevate your standards and elevate your buy-in and your investment level to match the top half of this roster we're not talking to you guys anymore you you, you change uh, or, or, or find a different logo, and and so that that's been a real positive, and and that that's something that uh, uh, again, as a, as a, a you know a guy that gets a chance to, to stand in front of the room every single day, and and you're 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 talking to the room, not not you know this individual guy or group of guys. Um, that 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 kind of breeds a, 
uh, you know, better culture. And, and obviously, it, it, it's certainly still a work in progress. Um, but uh, no, that that that's been uh, that, that's been a positive. Awesome stuff as always. You man. change or find a different <laughs> logo. Put that on a T-shirt. Let's get a T-shirt. That's made. fantastic. Thanks, Coach Grinch. Have a great time this Saturday night, man. Uh, appreciate you. Hey, thanks for joining us for Coach's Corner with Bill Biedenbow and Alex Grinch. Every week we take your questions. So anything you want to know about Coach B or Alex Grinch or any of the assistant coaches down the line, please hit us up on Twitter at OU on the Air. That's at OU on the Air, and we'll get all your questions answered. Don't forget. Dropping here in mere moments is the scene setter and then game day. Toby, Ted, Gabe, and myself will be on the air for a 12:30 pregame to get you ready for the 2:30 kick. It's Oklahoma and Kansas this Saturday. Until then, have a great start to your weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.